I'm Jason. I'm John. And I'm Marquis. And this is Just Just Getting Getting By. A free talk forum about the creative process and the wounds that hold us back from achieving our goals. Each week, building a roadmap through dialogue with working and struggling artists about how to better manifest a successful show business career. Hey everyone, it's Marquis. This week we spoke with Ani Neiman. Ani grew up in New York City and thankfully hasn't left, gracing clubs, venues, and public streets with lively choreography that jolts any viewer or participant with unrelenting joy. She began studying musical theater at NYU's CAP 21, then transferred to the Experimental Theater Wing, where she fell in love with dance that breaks the mold and she hasn't stopped breaking it. She's formed a company called The Dance Cartel that invites everyone near into a party land of groove. I think a lot of us as artists wonder what they might do with their formal training in the real world, but that especially applies to dancers. Ani created her own rules and has opened the road for others to do the same. She is vivacious and had one of my co-hosts blushing the entire time. Please enjoy our interview with the kick-ass Ani Neiman. Um, so we are here in the East Village on 6th Street between A and 1st. 1st and A, yeah. Are we do- is it happening? Well, yeah, we've been happening. happening. Wonderful. Um, yeah, that's where we are. And with Ani Neiman, and I knew you 10 years ago. I have, you know, I have vague, <laughs> I, I, I have very little idea of what's been going on with you since. Totally. And I'm dying to know, besides, besides well, I, when, I want to talk about the dance cartel, but Besides that, what else do you do? Yeah, so Dance Cartel was kind of the like heart and lungs of my activity for a long time. In the last couple years, I mean, I always kept a foot in the theater world, which uh, with like varying degrees of willingness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes I loved the theater stuff I was doing, and sometimes it was a little bit less my bad because it's a much more codified, sort of institutionalized world, right? With Dance Cartel, it was sort of like, you know, your guess is as good as mine, like like Wild West figuring out a form. Um, sometimes we'd be in music venues, sometimes we'd be in, like, gallery spaces, sometimes we were in public parks. So that kind of work uh, kind of worked like a high degree of adaptability and, um, you know, making it up as we went along, which now there's, like, a structure for it. But I really liked that it was outside of the institutional world because it gave us a certain amount of freedom. Right. Um, now I am sort of having my theater world and my dance cartel world meet, which is great because it means that there are slowly coming to be more resources to feed the kind of dance cartel world and I can bring my sensibility into the the job jobs that I do. Right. So they're kind of like cross cross-fading now, which is, I guess, what I've been wanting yeah um so it's a cool moment but you asked what i do outside of it i work in musical theater sometimes uh particularly like dynamic and raucous versions of musical theater because Mm. i'm not um i really like hated doing it for such a long time and kept doing it Uh as maybe you know like i started in a musical theater program and at NYU and it was miserable but like I knew there was some reason that I was there so it's kind of been a journey of reconfiguring the elements 
that I love about the musical theater world into something I can really get on board with and that represents a worldview and a community of people that I care about. And um, so I do that in many forms. Sometimes it's theater. Sometimes it's like doing some work on a gala. Sometimes it's a pop-up performance with Dance Cartel. Sometimes it's a music video um, or an occasional advertising job, which I would like more of, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know those people. <laughs> right. We love those because those are the ones that pay. Just once in a while, you know? you got to do, do some of it. What were some of those things that you hated or didn't like Ooh, about... Yeah. Ooh, you want to guess? Right, about yes. musical theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll speak in... Um, yeah, in in broad terms. Mm-hmm, sure. Because um, it's not about the humans, right? Like, I love many of the humans I've worked with across different fields and disciplines. But it felt to me when I was in musical theater school, it did feel a bit like the desire was to figure out what your type was and where you go. And then once we know what the cutout shape of you is, like, we'll just put that in the place where it belongs. Because the, there are those places out there already. And, and it just felt very... Um, not really focused on an expressive voice or cultivating that. Mm. And I was very fortunate that I ended up at ETW by the end of my training at NYU and had always known I wanted to choreograph and make things, Mm. but that was a space where I could explore that more. Um, So it was that. It was also um, when I did do, like, Summerstock Musical Theater, which I did a few times with wonderful humans. Again, it's like the people were fabulous, but the the form felt not um, on fire to me because I was looking for something that would speak to people of my generation and younger. Mm-hmm. Flash forward, now I've realized that actually like it's young teenagers that are like powering the box office at Broadway. So <laughs> I had a misconception there a little bit, but I wanted yeah. to... I guess I really wanted to reach not just theater nerds, you right. know, like they're out there in, in droves and they're amazing people. But I was like, why, why is this dance and this theater thing known by the theater world and the dance world, but not like my well, friends why? who are in other disciplines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to figure out how to like break that apart, you know, mm. to hit different kinds of audiences, people that might not be buying uh, 120 and upwards dollar ticket, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so those were some of the things. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing you at, what was it called? Share Day? Share Day? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> when, when you had taken hip hop. Yes, and I think it was your first time taking a hip hop dance class uh, at ETW. Did I take hip hop? Oh, my God. You did because I saw you do it and I had never had interest in taking it yeah. until you did it because you had embodied it so fully and you were having so much fun with it Yeah. that, that I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try that. And and then to get to see you, you know, on Instagram with what you've done and how you've exploded that side of you has been so thrilling. So when when was Dance Cartel created? 2012 is when I formally started It's yours. The company. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Your yes. company. It's my company. Um, Sam Pingleton, who's a very close collaborator of mine, works with us semi-frequently. In the early stages, he was with us a lot, and then we kind of did this, and now we're coming back together again. That was a, that was a fork in the road um, 
visual aid. Um, (laughs) We split apart and we kind of came back together. Uh, You know, I mean, we've been friends the whole time, but our work was living in different worlds. And now, actually, what we do with with Dance Cartel has kind of evolved. Sam has come back into the picture, and we're doing this new show commissioned by Virgin Voyages, actually, which is a totally weird... uh, experience that I never expected to have, which cool. is working in cruise entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So Virgin's launching a cruise line, and because they are the, the Virgin brand that they are, they're looking for a different way to like program the entertainment and have right. let us basically build a very... Um, you know, a large-scale immersive dance experience that takes a lot out of after the dance cartel but is kind of new in... that Sam and I are, like, sharing it in equal measure... But um, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting road. I mean, Dance Cartel was 2011 we started making this kind of work, and 2012 is when I kind of, like, formalized it. And so this is what it's called. Here's where we're How doing it. How did you come up with the name? It's funny. Um, two of the original members of the company, Greg Manley and Emily Bass, now Emily Glinsky, with twins in Ohio. Shut up. <laughs> um, they came over on, like, a snowy day, and we, like, just sat there with, like, uh, you know, legal pads, like, writing down all the words that we thought um, resonated with what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, we thought about, like, adrenaline cartel and, like, you know, um, say probably, like, brigade or something. We, like, played with all these different words, like, something that felt like a collective, that felt a little bit illicit, but also, like, you knew what it was. Right. That's kind of how we got there, but... Because the cartel's also really organized. Exactly. That's, like, you want to, like, have your shit together, but also be, you know, a little unpredictable. Absolutely. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. the... Illicit yeah. was a good word, yeah, for sure. It's Greg Manley's word. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Greg Manley. I haven't seen him in so oh, long. he's great. Yeah, yeah, I saw him actually just a few weeks ago. He's killing it, creating games and universes in Pittsburgh. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. All right. So you started in 2012. How would you describe to the listeners that haven't gone on to your Instagram yet uh, um, <laughs> the style of dance? Well, I love what you said. I mean, it's those really kind words a moment ago about um, like wanting to get people to dance themselves. That, that, I feel like, is what we tried to tap into with Dance Cartel. And there's a lot of people out there who are like, no, I don't dance, or I don't understand dance, or dance scares me. Mm-hmm. I heard it thousands of times, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you. But there's something about that that always, like, I was like, no, but it's so much fun. Right. We can, like, if you just find your particular beat or groove, like, I know, you know, there's usually something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so we set about trying to create conditions for people to want to participate without ever having to be forced into it. Because I fucking hate that. I, if somebody, like, shines a spotlight on me and is like, now you're part of the show, I, like, shut down. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to figure out a way to create an environment that feels like a party, feels like a social happening, and dance erupts inside of that. I also spent some really incredible informative time in Brazil, in the northeast of Brazil, in Bahia, in Salvador, and... Um, Watching how dance and movement operate there was transformative. Um, I would say, I mean, in in no way is the kind of dance that we do based on Brazilian folkloric tradition, but the spirit and approach and shareability of movement, that really stuck with me. And Mm. I thought, like, how can we make this thing shareable? So some of it's about, like, integrating some club styles and social dance movement into a contemporary vocabulary, um, 
it's also about a sense of humor and letting both the dancers and hopefully the audience play because I find that when I laugh, I'm disarmed and I want right. to do things. I'm like right. willing to play ball. But if it, it's if all I'm getting is like badass music video dancers in my face, then I'm sort of intimidated and back here. Right. So, That's super intense choreography where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to be able to get this right. Yeah. And so, you know, you need like the balance. Like, mm-hmm. You need some of that exactly. to like, you know, up the ante, mm-hmm. but then also to be able to drop into some goofball. Nonsense. Right. It's that level of comfortability <laughs> first, like not afraid to yeah. try it. I think so. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what we're trying to um, merge. And, you know, when people ask, like, what kind of dance in it is it, I wish I had, like, a two-word answer. Um, hmm. I think the quickest way I can say it is, like, a fusion of club styles and contemporary dance in, like, a party setting. But I, I think that's perfect. Words. I have a two-word answer for What's you. What's yours? Free-spirited. Hmm. It is. That's I mean, true. That's kind of vague. It's yeah. kind of general. It's not specific, enough, but it really is. It's like yes. that's what it feels like. Yes. Whatever it's gonna be. It's true. My fear with free spirit is just that then, like, my brain goes to like girls with fairy wings due to yeah. like yeah. noodle dance, <laughs> like a festival. Which I'm like, no, 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 it's no ribbon dancing. Oh, yeah. for sure. There's an organization that's the like, oh, cartel yeah. part, and there's right. a badass part that isn't in that like hippy dippy flowy thing. Right. So, yeah. so you know, but it's all of these things are part of the dance. I but. think how you explained it though, it sounds. I feel like that sounds perfect because at the end of the day, it is that thing of being able to take contemporary styles and take something that's organized but also have fun around it because I think so many people think that dancing is oh I went to Juilliard or I you know it's like this very concentrated thing where um, for instance just a couple of weeks or last week I went to a dance class with my niece Mm -hmm. and my nephew was there as well but he didn't want to do it because he was just like oh I don't know how blah 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 so they made him feel very comfortable and then he got into it and next thing you know he was doing all of the movements and caught the choreography so it's just I think that thing of like having the fun as part of it yeah. makes it really interesting. How, how old are your niece and nephew? Seven and ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, that's exactly... Like, there needs to be play around it, too. And I think for a lot of young people training in dance, that is eliminated, particularly in, like, the Western classical and, like, ballet tradition. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a, a note of real severity around it and yeah. rigor, which is great. The rigor is great, but there can be this tone of... Like, you'll never be good enough, and it's not fun, and it's about getting it perfectly right. And mm-hmm. that sticks with a lot of people. Right. So then 20 years later, I'm talking to students at ETW, and they're like, oh, terror. I, when, <laughs> I, when you say dance, I feel terror. Right. Because that's, that's held on, and, um, and I can relate, you know? Like, that, that version of training makes a big mark on us. So right. I'm glad that your niece and nephew had a fun experience yeah. you know what your uh, the dance cartel has done for me and I've never seen you perform live oh yeah which I intend must actually because yeah, every time I'm on it's Instagram different. and I see a, a video you're on Instagram stories and you kind of like get a glimpse and you skip through yeah. I never skip through I stay with it the entire time and I was at a wedding <laughs> last September well get ready for this honor then because I was at a, w- a wedding I'm, I'm a little bit of a fanboy um, from a distance so so forgive me while I geek out on it but I was at a wedding it's the first wedding I've been to since getting sober 
So, you know, drinking um, really lubricates the ability to get out on the dance floor. So the music's playing, everybody's out there dancing, and I'm like, what am I going to do right now? And, you know, I I sincerely thought to some of, like, the head movements and arm movements that I had seen you and uh, maybe Nikki Douglas, uh, you know, some of the other dancers do, and channeled that. And like went out there and embodied that, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't that I knew the choreography. It was that I um, had been, you know, I, I, the spirit was contagious from what I had seen, and I was able to replicate the spirit behind that and, and bring, that, bring that out, and it got me onto the dance floor. So that's, that's what that's my that's that's what you've done for me. So I really like you know with no, the experience have, of seeing it live is like I need ten to go times see that. It. It's like if you feels, seen it. Yeah, the Ace Hotel years wow, ago, back, back in, the in the day, and it felt so spontaneous. I remember thinking, like, I know that this is, like, planned, like, they know it's happening, but, like, this feels, like, so, like, raw, spontaneous, like, mm-hmm. we are creating this in this moment right now, like, this is a party, like, we are all just... So what's the secret? How do you do it? <laughs> Seriously, like, like, what's the choreography? <laughs> so I, I remember uh, when I choreographed, I went to, you know, one time, I choreographed a bunch when we were at the ECW, but one time I filmed a girl running around Washington Square Park with an apple in her mouth and what she was doing with the apple, mm-hmm. and then I had, like, dancers translate that. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that was what technique I used. I have mm-hmm. no idea. What's the technique? What are the techniques you use? Oh, really interesting. Um... So this thing about I'm having a really great time and I want to share that, right, that you brought up earlier, um, it, it, it is, I try to start there. If there is, like, a, a groove, a, p- a piece of music, I'm very music-driven, I will say. I know that that's sort of, like, in the postmodern era went out of fashion mm-hmm. and I felt for a long time, like, oh, I'm a bad dance maker. Because yeah. I like music. I uh-huh. fucking want to work with and inside of music. Yeah. And that... Um, you know, I felt like, oh, that's, I must not be an intellectual dance maker then, because <laughs> the postmodern world thinks that's dumb. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, all things with a grain of salt, and over time I've learned that, like, you know, these, these labels came later, and people are making things in real time and trying to break apart expectations. So, for me, coming back to a very musically driven world, um, felt like flipping something a little because I felt coming out of ETW I was like well that maybe that's maybe I'm bucking a system by kind of going back to that so I'll start there my father's a musician I grew up in a very musical household so a groove that like gets me going is where I begin Mm -hmm. most of the time sometimes there's a story or a memory or an impression someone left on me and starting from concept in that way Usually I'll offer a prompt to the dancers um, and see kind of like what jives and kind of weave something together. That does happen, and I'd say a big secret to answer you is like hire the right people. Because the, I mean, the, the, the humans that I've had the privilege of working with both in Dance Cartel and like the greater Dance Cartel family and adjacent proje- projects is... And they're just like such high caliber humans, which I believe like everyone can have access to as a performer and mover. But, um, you know, Nikki and Alex and, and Audrey and, 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 just, and Thomas and JP, like they, they're people who are just like ready to go in, be goofy, be themselves also and be difficult at times in really valuable ways because everybody in that company has like a strong um, presence, worldview, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Danica and Sonny and, and Josh. It's like such an amazing family. The original Ryan Ross and Emily Bass. Like that it's they're humans who have yeah, just a point of view in how they move already. Yeah. And the ability to again go to this goofy place, which I think right. is really important. And also then to drop into a moment of like brief heartbreak, right? They can like yeah. do that, then mm-hmm. compass the that range. Yeah. I auditioned. But at the time, I was training at the Cunningham Studio, when did you and I was like, I like in the back, it was like a the playwrights, very... playwrights Horizons. You, you and Sam were there. Whoa! And um, and it was like 2011. <laughs> it was that was the very first yeah, the round. Very, the first round. I, just, I was wow. there, but I was training at the Cunningham Studio at yes. the time and holding so like firmly onto that, yes. which was like. I was not wanting to be goofy. You know what I mean? Yes, not wanting world. to like totally. even move my sway my hips. You yes. know what I mean? Like there were certain things that was like that was serving me. Yes. Like but it was holding me back too because I did feel like I didn't have my own point of view as a dancer. Like I didn't have any sure. access to independent movement or even like improvisation at that time. But it was just my yeah. own process. It's just where I was. But it was very clear that it like wasn't a fit. Like I had a lot of fun at the audition, yeah. but just energetically, like I wasn't there with it. And you knew that that. Well, I mean, like, it's funny you say though that you were not an improviser because I, at the time, don't think I um, identified as an improviser either. I think I was like, I I know this kind of thing, and like this is like a style that feels right to me. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know what was on the other side of that. Cause I'm speaking now from like the point of view of having worked in a, in a little universe for seven or eight years. I mean, I was just like real. I mean, you came in when I was like, Oh, I want to <laughs> make dance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. But I love that. I love hearing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And we started, I mean, it was, it had been a little micro company that did, like a standing room show one time and like a little light bulb went, went off where it's like, oh, we, we could do it this way. Like the audience could be around us, which lends itself to this more improvisational spirit because you have to contend with what people are bringing you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I knew that then. I mm-hmm. think I knew I wanted to be sometimes silly and hype. Like I liked a high energy kind of dance world, but I don't think I knew yet, oh, this thing is going to like keep modulating in real time with the crowd because they're 50% of the experience. I We hadn't really done it yet, so yeah. it was really, that was like quite a moment of discovery. I feel like that connection to the music and how you're creating the choreography plays a big role in that as well in connecting to the audience yeah. because with music, you're sending out vibrations and those vibes are what inspire your movement at times. And you can still tell the story while the story is being told musically. So I love that that's where you've gone with it. You know, and some, a part of it is also my musical palette is pretty broad. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in a lot of different styles of music. And so when people would be like, you know, in college, like you'd be dating people, what kind of music do you like? Mm -hmm. like, All all of it, if it's good, but like, I don't like the shitty versions of this genre, but I like the, you know, Mm -hmm. which, which is so, such a subjective and like arrogant thing to, to think. But you know, cause like, I know, I know what's good. But what I did know and what I, continue to explore is that there's a broad spectrum of genres that can speak to me 
personally. And so in that, I'm hoping to tap that in the audience too, because music is such a giant storytelling vehicle, mm-hmm. as you're saying. Um, and and also it's part of this like secret mission to include whomever walks in, because if there's like a throwback to like the Ronettes, like my parents will be down. And if there's a little bit of Steve Reich, my dad will feel the shout out because there's like contemporary classical background that I kind of came up in. And then, but if there's like, you know, some hard EDM, like pushing moments, like, you know, whatever that crowd is, will like feel. So it's about speaking to many different yeah, kinds inclusion. of people. Um, yeah, to like find a groove that hits hopefully everyone in the room, you know, and you mm-hmm. don't, you can't have a hundred percent success with that, but that's that's what we're striving for, um, and because music links us in such a yeah. profound way too, and having flutters of the recognizable and then things that challenge people is what we want. A question which I'll ask in a second, but we were paused for a second, um, and and you went into the room, and I got all blushy, and I I said to John really quietly, "Oh, John and Marquis, I said I have such a crush on her," <laughs> and, and and they nodded, and I, I said, oh, "Like a really like a, like a real crush? It feels silly." And, and John whispers, "Goes, you're bi." <laughs> no, so it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. You're bi. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I'm a little flustered um, here, uh, so I feel a little silly, but um, you're doing a lot of kindness for. (laughs) Well, you know. Um, So wait, is there Tony? This old girl. (laughs) Um, I didn't know I was going to get so goofy and schoolgirly. So you're going on a cruise. You're going on cruises. Tell me me about the cruises. The cruises, yeah. So um, we will be on a cruise. We will be also in Genoa in a dry dock installing a show on a cruise ship that's my january so who knows um it's been a kind of wild ride this process of creating the show for for virgin has been like a two-year it and and plus um you know we pitched and then we you know started workshopping some ideas and then we got dancers in a room and workshopped with them and then we showed Something at La Poisson Rouge last December and felt like, okay, now we have this show. And then we would set about casting it in several cities, which was the spring. That's kind of why I've been a little all over the place. And that, that felt fun. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I will take a job where I can travel yeah. a little bit. You know, right. like, I'm like... I travel for work. Trying to manifest more of that. You do? No, no, no. It's just that, that's the ideal. Oh, yeah. To be able to say it's like, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. What have you been doing? Oh, I've been traveling for yeah. work. Yeah, no, I don't leave London, my house. Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> we well, were you know, I wouldn't. Well, you audition? Yeah, to, to audition, audition people. people for, oh, cool. Yeah, so the casting department, yeah, they, I, I suppose one of the many things that I didn't know about cruises and cruise entertainment is that they want to hire a very international cast um, mm. in terms of... I guess representation and communicating with the people who will be on the ship and you know also just finding the most kind of uh, broad talent they can mm-hmm. um, so we were, we were in London and Berlin and Vegas Vegas wow. was wild um, I actually had a great time very surprisingly and then um, would you take a dance cartel Vegas residency if I could get the right venue and have creative control over that show yes that would be that a really would, good place for you guys that would be a really good it, that is mm-hmm. new I did I, I, like had you asked me that question a month ago I'd been like fuck no yeah. why, why are you insane but right. we um, I actually found this like kind of amazing substrata of creative humans and performers while I was there and was there during the Believer Festival, which was a really interesting, it's run by uh, like a literary um, organization that 
you know, brought really interesting voices and writers and, and entertainers into town. So I was there at a really, like, rich time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, what I learned is Vegas has a lot going on, and I think it's a weird world. Um, I think there are, like, multiple distinct ways you can exist in it. Right. But, um, and, like, getting trapped in the mall is the one that I hated the most and wanted to avoid. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that's readily available if it's what you're looking for. <laughs> and... Yeah, Dance Cartel, I mean, if we were able to kind of create a show with as much freedom as we've had from Virgin, which is a a high degree, um, yeah, why not a Vegas show? I mean, maybe it would be some bread for everybody. So will any of your dancers that are in the company go on these cruises? No, unless they are working with us in an associate capacity. But essentially we cast, you know, a new crop of folks because, you know, these are four to five month contracts on, yeah. on the sea so you have to be up for that a lot of our dancers are pretty seasoned and been doing it for a while and they're like on to creating their own things and mm-hmm. they workshopped it with us because they're just tremendous people to do that with but um, we it's new humans who will go into the show and kind of like populate it going forward for maybe years right it's like every four or five months we're recasting and you do with the casting we do for yes we do um, we do for now and we have seen amazing people and have several rounds of casts like in the bank right now of course you know people have to take those offers so Mm -hmm. we'll see but um we have like prospective casts in our minds and so next year we'll tech it on the ship the ship will cross the atlantic i think thankfully without me on it and then um it does like something equivalent to previews alongside Miami and New York and maybe some other places and then it starts sailing. Twas for Cuba and no longer. Thank oh. you, Mr. President. Oh. So, well, I hope things change in that regard, but um it seems like they're doing a cool version of it. You know, if if I have to be on a cruise ship, these seem like the people I want to do it with because they're you know, they've brought some really interesting minds to the table. Mm-hmm. Um the other shows on the ship are like really exciting. Seven Fingers is doing a show. Pigpen's doing a show. So it's, and Andrew Nathler and and Mike Natalio and Nikki Douglas are working on a thing, and it's just like a cool group. Um, so lots of NYU fam in there too. Yeah. How many dancers total will be part of your project? It is a cast of nine dancers and one vocalist, singer, chanteuse kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So. Did Sam, um, Sam and you created this together? Yes. So it, does it have, it has more musical theatery components or? It's, Sam yeah. was musical theater, right? Well, Sam. He was a bit of an all-star uh, yes. at NYU. He's an all-star and he has a, a, I would say a firmer background in the institutional theater world than I. Um, however, in making this work together, we're really living in a dance cartel form, which he was instrumental in creating. Like we, we did create you know the architecture of that together early on so in a way like that's the 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 wishboning back in reverse where we're coming back together on that is he's bringing information from the theater world and musical theater world sure but the form is not more musical theater I would say the form is like solidly an episodic high energy dance party with bits of narrative and music video logic right Mm -hmm. it's it's not um really leaning on musical theater except insofar as we both have that training in us and that formalism 
Um, but what we partnered on was we kind of divided and conquered. And it's like, oh, I'm pitching this song. Okay, you did. So we like created a playlist first uh, with some ideas of like what those moments would look like. Mm-hmm. And some dreams about like the what the tone of each dance was and scrapped things and you know, a lot ended up on the cutting room floor, but eventually it was pretty clear like that's your number, this is my number, and we sort of cut back and forth and create um hopefully a holistic, you know, world that it all lives in. But it was like a fifty fifty make dances game. Um, yeah. and sometimes have people like sing some dumb shit because maybe that leads us somewhere, but um, not not in the sense of like here are your musical number pages we're gonna sing and dance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm curious to pull back the curtain a little bit just on the, like the businessy logistical side of it. Like, uh, you're doing Dance Cartel, Ace Hotel here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that liaison happen to um, a corporation like Virgin? Uh, you know, where, where oh, sure. who who are the agents? You know, that in between that that broker that uh, meeting. Sure, I, I mean to to be totally transparent, Sam and I are with this Sam and I are with the same agency, and uh, Virgin did go to the agency and say like, who do you have? What could what we're looking to do this differently than most cruise lines have done it? Like, what what do you have in your roster? And so. Uh, our agents came to us and said, like, Sam and Ani, like, do you want to do something together, separately, whatever? And we talked about it, you know. There was, like, potential that I do something very, very much within Dance Cartel Wheelhouse and Sam do something else, but it felt like, oh, no, this is an opportunity for us to do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, yeah, we've we've gotten really interested in partnering more again as a result of that. Um, I would say, you know, Sam's career in the theater world is really exciting and and you know he's had a lot of accolades and success in that world and that's a really strong um candidacy and with dance cartel we had a lot of evidence of working in a form that is i think what they were looking for that is not like proscenium sit-down theater um and so that was really helpful i think in painting the picture like this is what it will look and feel like Um, so, you know, I was able to kind of like create some video content and this all went into our pitch process. Mm -hmm. It's like, here are the things we've done. And, you know, it was, there were some hoops to jump through, but they were, they were fun and creative ones. While the curtains pulled back, I know I was especially curious for any listeners out there that are dancers training in dance, uh, training, you know, hoping to be a choreographer. At which point in your career were you able to attain representation? Hmm. How did that happen for you? Um, yeah. It happened for Dance Cartel first. Okay. Um, before me as an individual choreographer, which is that this is how Sam and I sort of have different trajectories. I um, was very much identified with the company for a long time. So first we found a booking agent, um, Jin Moon, who's uh, still an angel in our world and works with us now, you know, to this day. And uh, that's different than, like, a theatrical agent, but she started, you know, negotiating things for us so that we could expand our pool of, um, I guess, clients is kind of the word, or Mm -hmm. venues. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, as you know, we were in the basement of the Ace Hotel for a long time, and people, through word of mouth, would ask us to do things in other places, hire us for their party or their gala or whatever, um, but Jim started like expanding that with us and we, you know, went to LA and went to Seattle and worked with some venues there. 
Um, so that was step one. I, mean, I think step one was make the piece and find anywhere to put it. Well, that, yeah, that's right? correct. Yeah, I mean, and if, if the question is about, like, how does this all begin, like, to young people out there wanting to make things, I'm like, you just have to fucking do it. I mean, I, I did not... I could not wait for, like, a permission, right? I was applying for, like, residencies and grants, and nobody was, like, interested. Yeah. So, so we're like, okay, well, let me fundraise. I'll do it this Kickstarter. We'll get the, get the people that are behind it together. We'll show you what it is. And oh, that has been the process over and over and over again. And, like, I'll say, like, even year five, six, seven, you, I still get disheartened. I'm like, oh, nobody. But you, you render it, and I feel then, like, people come, in my experience. So, yeah, it was certainly not an agent-first process for me. I think for some actors and performers that can be the case, but but not for the kind of thing I was doing. How did the Ace Hotel connection come Yeah, out? that was... So, essentially, we, we were... Asked through a friend of mine, a collaborator, Steve-O, who's still in all of our worlds, um, to do a standing room performance at this thing called Bjork Ball, which was um, kind of what it sounds like, Mm -hmm. like a Bjork-oriented performance party event. We did this standing room thing. We figured we'll just move the crowd when we need to. And that was kind of new. That was a new experiment for me, and we loved how it went, and like we just kind of navigated around them and... It sort of turned into a party very naturally. It was already, but we worked with that terrain, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody who is associated with the Ace Hotel saw that show, um, said, like, can you design something like this for the space that we have um, downstairs? And, you know, I went and took a look at it. I was like, yes, this <laughs> looks lovely, you know. And so we set about, you know, creating an evening worth of content um, you know, it was really rough around the edges at first, you know, we were scrappy and kind of figuring it out on like a dime. Um, so it, it was, I guess, a like slow layering process and some persistence and, you know, the support and love of a certain community that grew over time. It's a big part of that too. And then related or not, I don't know, but, um, some agents were at a showing of a musical that I worked on, or not a musical, a play with musical danced numbers called Good Men Wanted. And um, yeah, so that my theatrical agent um, came a little bit later. And as a result of, you know, working on another project with people I vibe with, Mm -hmm. which I find is really like, Go where it's warm. Go where there are people that you have heat with. You know, right. That's, that's been... I find that that has gotten me more work than anything. Mm-hmm. It's like good relationships with other humans who share a vision or an excitement. Um, wow. Right, because it's others who know what it is that you're capable of yeah. and they've experienced you. That's right. Yeah, and they know what you're actually after. Exactly. And a little bit what you're like in the room. Whereas I find, you know, when it's just something on paper or... I mean, sometimes you can tell from a video, and mm-hmm. if you have a lot of imagination, like, you can go there, but sometimes you can't, or people don't, um, they see, like, what they want to. So it, I think it's so much about educating people about what what you are through the doing of it, and mm-hmm. that's, I think, how the great relationships are formed. And discovering it together, frankly, too. Right. You know, I mean, I really didn't know what it, what it was going to be when we were starting out, yeah. but... Um, Amazing humans. That's, I feel like, the greatest gift. Where did you grow up? 
here. Oh, in the city? Yeah, I grew up on the Upper West. Yeah. What was that like? It was good. You know, my father was a musician, and so I had a lot of proximity to music and dance and art, which I think is a tremendous, you know, blessing. Um, I think it's a crazy place to live. It was less crazy when I was a child. I find it less and less, over time, hospitable to artists. Now, now, even in the last 10 years, I feel like we've seen Bloomberg, you know, aftermath, just like less and less for us. But New Yorkers are incredibly resilient and we keep figuring out new ways and new, um, you know, homes for the things we want to do. So a good place to grow up. I, you know, I grew up near a park. I did get to leave town occasionally with like friends. And so I, yeah, I, I liked it, mm-hmm. but I think it's great to leave. And I really look for my moments out of the city because that um, is a form of salvation. Yeah. Do you feel like you need to leave at times just to reset? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like being in any major city, there's always that moment of feeling kind of bogged down by the everyday hustle. Yeah. And I think one thing that is really emblematic of growing up in the city is, at least for me, maybe this, maybe it's growing up with my particular father actually, but, (laughs) but is speed, you know, wanting to like move at a certain pace. New York is a fast city. Yeah. And you know, my, within my family, like I, I looked up to someone who moved really quickly and, you know, was a like great and diligent worker, but loved to be efficient. And so I have to come out of that hyperdrive sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's leaving the city is is shifting down for a moment. I'm like, oh, right. Like, my breath could be the pace as opposed to all the things I think I need to do. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I like to ask people often what, <laughs> what they do for fun, but what you do for work is obviously the answer. <laughs> so what do you do when you're not doing the, work, the fun work? Oh, yeah, it is It is a lot of fun, and I am really lucky in that. It's especially fun once you're in it and doing it and with a crowd of people. The production side of it, the administrative side of it is, you know, there's a lot of, like, producerial mind that goes into that. Yeah. So I love the moments on a dance floor, whether they're after performing or not. Like, I, I love going out dancing, so mm-hmm. that's one of the things. I feel like it is actually quite healing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... That's actually... Sorry, I have to ask. So, like... I suppose you're at a wedding. Mm. You know, do you, what do you feel like when music starts playing? You know, it depends who's at the wedding. <laughs> I think it's it's always about feeling comfortable to go back to what we were talking about earlier. And um, Do you ever find when you get up on the dance floor that's like, you feel held back? It's like, I don't want to go into my choreography right now. I want to be me, who is me, when I'm when I'm just dancing by myself, you know? Yeah. Is it different? What's that? Is there I a challenge there? Well, you temper it to the terrain a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. to kind of come back to this, like, what's the environment? Oh, and what's the tune? And what, you know, some of the things you hear at weddings, you've heard 600 times mm-hmm. usually. Right. Um, so it's, it's about, like, for me, it's like, which, well, which one am I actually into? And it's, I'm not going to dance the Sweet Home Alabama or whatever. It's just not my, my I have to sit down at that moment. I'm like, okay, I'll have a, I'm having a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. I need a breather. But, um, 
I do find that when somebody starts dancing, people feel permission to dance. So often, I'm I'm mm. pretty comfortable being like a the the canary. Is it a canary in a landmine? Is that that's a really <laughs> fucked up metaphor for it? <laughs> <laughs> being the first one out, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's no landmine and nobody dies, but right. we dance. You break the ice, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, nice. that's Breaker. a better one. <laughs> Wait, so I want to ask about your voice. So your theatrical agent does she send you out only as a choreographer, or do you audition as? Like for no, musicals yeah. or as an actor or, you know. As... I, I know he, he, he has me on as a choreographer and, you know, to be honest, as a choreographer for theater, which yeah. is really, that's a, a part of what I do. And it is becoming, yeah, it's becoming. Be choreography for music videos. I feel like it shouldn't be yeah. limited to theater. Well, yeah. In these big agencies, you know, there's departments. I know, I know. And, there's, right. and it's great. I mean, he's amazing yeah. for me. And he actually does work on my music video stuff, too. Like, I, you know, oh, I had cool. a video that came up this spring and my agent there handled it, which was great. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it is a stretch, you know, right? Because mm -hmm. there are departments and things are a little more codified in the bigger. Right. So, so yeah. Um, I so no, lucky. so he doesn't send you as like uh, for for music performing? for performing, yeah. No, no, that's no. Not that my performance life is pretty um, largely self-generated. Yeah, I auditioned a little coming out of school, and I was like, "Well, I hate this." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, and right. so general it's consensus. Really difficult yeah, process, I just yeah. it wasn't. You know, I, I have so much admiration and respect for people who do that all the time because mm -hmm. it is a it's a it's a it's quite a circuit to be in all the time, just mentally. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but some people are great at it and handle it beautifully. Um, I like holding auditions because I like to try to break them up a little and make them fun for people. I don't know what your no, experience was No, it was totally was like. fun. It was, was so baby. fun. No, it was so fun. But we, um, I'm glad to hear that. We try to, we try to keep it light and joyful. And um, so I like doing that. But yeah, as a performer, I, I'm lucky that sometimes things come my way because mm. of the thing that I do but mm. also I, I'm in my own work when I want to be and that's great fun um, do you write music? I remember you were really talented I on the do. piano singer songwriter piano I like it I it's funny you we're sitting next to a piano right we now. are sitting next to my father's childhood piano which yeah. I now have um yeah, I love the lineage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's him on top of the piano, like, hey, as, like as a like eighteen year old. Wow. In <laughs> um, Jonathan's class, you wrote some really beautiful compositions. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I'm coming. I'm curious. I'm getting curious about coming back around to it. It's mm. been a long time. Mm -hmm. I really kind of channeled my like musical uh, inclination into the sort of more macro like um, scoring of shows and yeah. like the that that curation. But I am interested in making music. It may come back. I mean, there's a drum over there that I like occasionally hit, and so I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm playing with those ingredients again. But we'll see. I don't know where that's gonna go yet. Keep I just ask because like <laughs> you are so gorgeous and you have such a singular beauty. Like it's that. very like <laughs> stunning. Right and, now, like, you know, like, like you know, so um, distinct. And this energy, this free spirit, and the dance training, and the amazing voice. It's like you could be... Like, we were mentioning before how, how there's the misconception about teeny boppers. They actually love Broadway. Mm. And how Broadway, like, loves things that break out of itself. Mm. Like, like back in the 90s, it was the rock opera. with mm. You know, but things that do feel edgy, feel raw, feel exciting, feel new. It's like, I don't know. I could see that for you. 
Well, like coming yes. back there, of like being in the spotlight. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't Who know. Knows? I just wouldn't foreclose it because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's John's advice? Dan? No, no, just that I see so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I love I love performing, and you know, like I was performed in Sam's show in Great Comet um, for you know eight or nine months, and I had a really good time. I think the eight show a week schedule of life that wasn't really my my sweet spot. Oh, yeah. However. Um, I love performing and like, especially in, you know, disciplines where you can kind of like exist in it at a really high level for a period of time and then move into something new and kind of continue evolving that. I I love it. So who knows where it will go? I mean, Sam and I do talk a lot about like hacking that system from the inside a bit, um, which I don't know what you're saying reminded me of just like, yeah, getting, getting inside of it and then sort of breaking the thing apart that's mm-hmm. that can be a lot of fun um that energy would be good in a broadway house get everyone up out of their seats a little bit maybe totally Turn it into a little bit of a dance party totally i mean imagine? we would love to yeah. make the the kind of work that we're making on a, a bigger and bigger scale we yeah. did um there was this launch party for the virgin thing at um what used to be the nokia theater i guess it's the playstation theater now um, in Midtown, which is, I mean, it's a big theater with a large kind of standing room area below and then a level up in the back and then seating. I think a long time ago it was a movie theater. And feeling the, the kind of dance experience performance in that space, like in a space of that scale, was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have dreams. Cool. This, but... I love the dreams. And have you traveled with dance cartel to like LA and all that okay so with those experiences how have other regions been uh, like receptive to it right right it it differs place to place but we we love performing in LA we've done it a handful of times now and I'm actually probably going to be doing something in the fall again um it's not strictly dance cartel but I came together with another choreographer Amy O'Neill and kind of hybridized dance cartel and her work um, in a standing room kind of social format. And Mm -hmm. so I'll be back there in September with maybe some dance cartel folks. Um, And I feel like LA is really thirsty for it because they want live performance and there's such an industry for entertainment there on screen. But the live experiences, there's kind of an some there's a lot going on, but there's some open market there, mm-hmm. right? To um, to reach people uh, in a way that New York is very oversaturated, mm-hmm. and and LA it feels like there's really excitement about like this is different. Um, we love Portland, Maine. I I can't tell you we've done three or four shows at um, this venue called uh, Space Gallery in in Portland, Maine, and they're amazing. That crowd gets like so down, and they're really. Um, they're ready for it. So, you know, it varies a little place to place, but we kind of return to the places where it really worked for us. And right. Maine and L.A. somehow are <laughs> really the places. Like you here. said, I feel like L.A. is very thirsty for that. I remember years ago, maybe in 2011, 2012, so probably around the time that you were starting mm-hmm. Dance Cartel, um, I went to this thing someone was doing called Sneaky Nietzsche, and it was a... It was a performance in all aspects of it. Like, you had to crawl through this, like, washing machine that then opened wow. this whole world. And there were songs being sung. And, like, you were a part of the performance. Yeah. And 
I remember every paper covered it, and everyone was so just enamored by it. Right. And I feel like what you're doing, it's something that L.A. has been missing for such a long time, and mm. I know that. That is it. Like, tell your you, friends in LA. <laughs> we want to be there more. I, I I have a great time performing there, and um, you know, peop, there's a lot of exciting, creative people out there, and obviously, it's like a good, it's a good place to be working. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sounds amazing. What you saw, you choose your own adventure. Yeah, people want they they do. They want to get involved more now, especially like now that we're all like glued to these small rectangles in front of our faces. Like. <laughs> People want to interact, um, just but with that like that con- the conditions, the comfort for it. Right. So that's the game. How do you take care of yourself? Oh, um, try to sleep. I try to eat well. It's trying. You know, living in New York, it's really it is not easy to do that well. The, the self-care thing, um, I know it's, like, becoming, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, it's becoming more fashionable and popular mm-hmm. to, like, focus on self-care. So we see it out there a lot more. Um, getting outside is good for me. I, if I can get out of town and, like, take a hike, that's a really good thing. I do meditate now, like, twice a day when I'm when I'm really on it, once a day at least. Um, that help. I, I don't know why that helps, but it does something subtle for me that kind of just gently takes an edge off um I often still feel like a you know nutty person but those are the things I know how to do I mean you know we work in a nightlife environment but I'm not a big partier so I you know I'll have a beverage but I I can't I can't abuse my body that doesn't work Mm -hmm. for the thing that I do so I definitely like live a fairly healthy lifestyle um yeah, those are some things. I mean, the dancing is part of taking care of myself. Being around people that I trust and believe in is a way of taking care, too, I think. And a big one is just, like, reminding myself over and over not to try to do too much. Because mm-hmm. I'm super wired to just, like, try to do everything. That is a lesson I've had to learn. Yeah. I mean, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be in Brooklyn right now. And so, you know, <laughs> like, it's fine. You know, so you just make choices and let it happen. Yeah. Um, and that is like a long-term spiritual process that I'm still in, you yeah. know, probably always will be. But, you know, trying to just, here's what I'm doing right now, I guess. And it's like, it feels like a very, um, like, obvious answer to your question, but those are the things still, I know. Still worth hearing. Uh, well, we'll let you get to Brooklyn. Sleep. Um, no, right. <laughs> there is so much fun to see you in person again. It's awesome. And um, I absolutely. When is the next time your dance cartel is happening, so I can get a, get back my ass back up here? You know, I'll keep you posted. I know right. we'll have some stuff in September in LA and possibly here in the fall as well. Okay. I think we're working on like what is a dance cartel party. So stay tuned for that, as cool. opposed to like a full scale production, but like a party where dance cartel is still alive and well and yeah. and. You know, um, there's some performance, but it's like a little even freer. Cool. So we're playing around with that for the fall. Um, we just kind of got through a surge of things around. You know, we had a Pride gig that was super fun, and a festival in Red Hook in early June. And now, I'm gonna enjoy my summer a little. Yeah, yes. you take care of yourself. Question answer. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna travel. I'm going to P Town. Okay. You know, like have some beachy moments. So nice. That stuff, but. 
Let's keep talking because I would love for y'all yeah. to be there. Yeah, we'll definitely come and we'll invite our listeners to things. So keep us updated. Well do. Thank you so much for having us at your Thank cute you. apartment. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.